listening to this extra special bonus episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion, where I get to combine the two things I love, music and Star Wars, thanks to so many friends who are joining me today. Uh, I'm joined by my friends in Sleepless and Perennial. So welcome to all of my fellow geek band friends. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you for having us. Totally. Absolutely. I'm so stoked to do this. And so um, for everybody listening, let's do a quick round of introductions of who's who and what band are you in? Uh, I'm Chelsea. (laughs) I'm in Perennial. Hi, I'm Chad. I'm in Perennial. I'm Alan. I'm in Sleepless. Yay. And it is so awesome to have all these friends with me. Uh, Chelsea and Chad actually emailed me about a week and a half, maybe two weeks before the trailer for the Rise of Skywalker drop saying, hey, we should do this. And I'm like, I will take any excuse possible to talk about Star Wars. And if I can get a bunch of band friends around to react to the final trailer of the final Star Wars movie of the Skywalker saga, I'm down. So... We, we were able to get Elle to join us, too, who has been a big supporter of me talking about Star Wars and geek things and with bands. So who knows? Maybe this will be, there will be sequels. Maybe we'll build a saga around this. But yeah, we're here to talk about The Rise of Skywalker. This is awesome. Woo-hoo! It was just so, I like just watched it again for the, like, just to like sort of have it fresh before we started and I just started crying. <laughs> I think that's going to be the default reaction for sure. And I, I feel that. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get into the rise of Skywalker, I got to ask everybody here and we can just kind of take turns with about how we each kind of first came into knowing and loving Star Wars. So who wants to go first? Y'all can go ahead if you'd like. Okay. I guess I'll go. Um, (laughs) Let's see. I was I was born in the mid '80s, so just after that moment where the original trilogy had come out and was sort of the thing in in pop culture for those few years. So it was in the mid '90s. I was over a neighbor's house, and they had like their big wall of VHS tapes, and they just had the original trilogy on VHS, and I just happened to look at the cover of uh, of Star Wars, of, of A New Hope, the original movie, and that, that cover, that mid-80s poster design, I was just like, what is this? You know, it, it was like nothing I'd ever seen before, just the art, just whatever, whatever sort of mysteries that, that visual implied. And so my neighbors let me borrow it, and I, I watched the trilogy probably all in like the same day and from there it was just it was it was the new thing that I cared about most out of out of all like pop culture or movies or whatever um and it's been a constant ever since of just this story and these these characters that uh I was just so enamored with immediately it just captured my imagination beautiful (laughs) I know that's hard to follow um, I think that I started, I was introduced to Star Wars probably from my younger brother. Um, growing up, uh, I just like did any, I like was interested in anything he was interested in. Uh, we played like with dinosaurs and stuff together and 
so I think that it was it started with him. He was a huge collector, and he's he was one of those kids that never opened any of the toys. Um, so he's got a lot of unopened toys from from the '90s, which is kind of cool. But I never really understood that. Um, <laughs> Because I was like, why don't you want to play with them? You're, you're still a kid. But uh, yeah, and and then, um, you know, I saw a couple of the prequels in the theater, um, unfortunately, I think. And uh, we'll just consider, I don't think they're good. Jeez. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then um, I've fallen in love with the, the new, the newest batch of star wars stuff uh so that's great love to hear that all right um what about you l i actually was born uh in the 90s and stuff so when phantom menace came out i was like um just able to like go see it and stuff and i think before that i had never like my dad wasn't really super into star wars so I never had any introduction to him until that movie came out. And I remember just like the trailers looking super cool and like wanting to go see it. And I mean, I, since I was little, watching The Phantom Menace now is such such an interestingly bad experience compared <laughs> to when you were a little kid, when it was just like, this is amazing. Like yeah. these Jedi, Jedi battles are like so cool. Everyone's like doing flips. Like there's no reason for any of it, but like it looks <laughs> sick. And like, it's like, I that made me like obsessed with it when I was a little kid and so then I think after the first one in between that one and the second one um I watched the trilogy and stuff and I just remember being like because I was still a little kid so I was just like these are so boring like I mean they're good but like no one's doing backflips or throwing lightsabers there's Darth Maul like what's going on um it took definitely some time for me to be like oh like I maintain that I think and this is not a super popular opinion, but the second one, the second prequel is a really great movie purely because I've never seen so many lightsabers on screen before in a live action thing before. And we haven't since, and it was so, so cool. The rest <laughs> of the movie, I, and people who don't like Yoda's fight thing, I don't want to hear him. <laughs> that was, I remember watching that in theaters with my dad and that was one of the coolest moments like I've ever been in theaters for was just him walking on his little cane and then just like and becoming a really weird flipping ninja like Jedi thing it was so it was so cool I remember but, awfully um, screaming whenever that yeah happened. <laughs> <laughs> my like, dad I'm... and I were grabbing each other like oh my god like it was funny um the new the new the new movies though are like so so good um the last jedi i feel like i don't like as much as the force awakens but i still think that they're both like the best out of all the other star wars movies except like maybe rogue one but i don't know if we like i count it because it's like not a part of the saga but like i think rogue one is like pretty up there if i had to include it with all of them i'd probably put rogue one as like the one or two depending on the day yeah that's so awesome. Well, for me, I fell in love with Star Wars actually because my dad forced me to watch it. I was six years old and I was still scared of everything. And my dad was like, enough of this. You need to stop being a crybaby, scaredy cat. 
we're gonna make you watch some monsters on the TV and I can show you that they're like normal people. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he was talking about the cantina scene where all of the like aliens and stuff are like, just, like sitting at a bar having drinks. And I remember him pointing at the screen being like, see, they're just hanging out. They're not just scaring people all the time. I'm like, okay, true. But unfortunately for him, I didn't just take that as the whole like, I'm not scared of stuff anymore. I became obsessed with the saga. I basically like was like, okay, Disney's great, but Star Wars. Um, so <laughs> collecting all the figurines and like reading all the books I used to go every week to the library with my grandpa and like check out like half a dozen different like expanded universe Star Wars books because I'm like there's not enough I need more and I went to go see pretty much all the prequels in the theaters uh I am a firm believer in prequels because I feel like I'm the prequel generation they were made for me I was a child and that's what George was trying to do but uh I think that it's like as I got older I got a lot of weird feelings about them because fandom was telling me to and I fell back in love with them whenever I went and I watched Clone Wars and then now we have all this awesome new films with like the sequel trilogy and Rebels and Resistance and it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan that's my that's my concluding point, I guess. On that. <laughs> but, Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much stuff for all of us as fans. And like I wanted to ask you like one music specific question, and that's this. If you could add a member to your band from the Star Wars universe, who would it be? Oh man. <laughs> uh, y'all can go first. I'm having a tough time even oh, thinking about it. All right. I have a I have a quick answer and that would be bb8 <laughs> yes that would be so cute yeah i love bb8 he's my favorite but i love droids a lot and basically only know about droids <laughs> bb8 would be a really good navigator on tour because that's bb8's job <laughs> no getting lost the droid knows and like if you fuck up bb8 has this habit of cleaning up after people so i yeah. mean you're, you're safe you're set I know, he saves the day a lot, so that would be good. <laughs> I think he would make a really great bandmate. Yeah. Do you both know what he would play? What would you pick? I'm torn between two answers. The first, the, 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 the person that immediately came to mind was Rose. Mm -hmm. um, for, for a number of reasons. I think... Uh, in terms of in terms of energy and and how uh, compassionate she is, and we're vegetarians, and I bet that Rose is also a vegetarian because she's an animal lover. Yeah. Um, I, I just I love it. You know, if if Rose is a mechanic, so um, we don't take very good care of our vehicle. I think Rose would be would <laughs> would, would would help us make sure that that our that our ship is in is in good shape and she's just so she's such a uh, yeah positive wonderful person yeah um and my other answer would be chewbacca oh that's cool <laughs> put chewy on drums or something yeah oh that's a great idea <laughs> <laughs> or bass i feel like chewbacca just <laughs> 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 I can just picture it so easily. Oh my. <laughs> All right. I think I would add um, probably Han, just because yeah. he's so cool. And like he could literally just be on stage, <laughs> and I would just maybe give him a guitar, I guess. 
it wouldn't really matter. Han always looks, he always looks so cool. You literally do anything. He would, if Han existed now in like in Twitter space, his clout would be untouchable. <laughs> the swagger. Yeah, sure. up the swagger of sleepless. <laughs> yeah. He, he would like, and he would be like one of the people who like has like an unacceptable amount of clout, but like never tweets or when he does tweet it's something dumb like when lady gaga tweeted Fortnite, <laughs> like just that and not even spelled the way the game is spelled like he would just do <laughs> stuff like that and people would just be like oh my god he's a genius he's so brilliant <laughs> i feel <laughs> like it would be like either like a gaga situation or it would almost be like if you follow like mike kinsella on twitter even like from american football that's just like borderline dad shit posts but everybody eats it up. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be older Han. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, what was that? Was that book Last Shot? Is that the one that's like five years after Return of the Jedi where we see Han as, as dad a lot, where he's like taking care of young Ben <laughs> being like a complainy wow. late 30s dad? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that's some of like my favorite like fanfic art and like you know like fan art stuff that's out there is like han trying to be a dad and that's like my favorite because it's so <laughs> precious and pitiful that's very cute. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so with those with those icebreakers kind of out of the way now we ready to talk about this dang trailer <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i watched it like half a dozen times like how many times did you watch the trailer that night mm. Probably like three or four times. Yeah. Yeah, we were right around there, right? It yeah. was like four or five. Yeah. <laughs> it all kind of ran together. And then we talked about Star Wars for like two hours. And then we were like, oh my God, we have to, you know, we have to work in like 10 minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep talking about that trailer to my partner. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure my last words are something along the lines of like Star Wars. <laughs> it was Star Wars. <laughs> Just passed out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the norm for me. So I'm queuing up the trailer again here really quickly so I can like remember shot by shot what happened here. So like okay, I'm looking at this like jungle looking place that we start off in. They're telling us it's another planet, but does it give anybody else like Endor vibes for a hot second. Yeah, or like yeah. Yavin 4, maybe. Yeah, it's uh. It, and it looks like she has the uh, that thing she drops in the gown looks like the blast shield thing that Luke used when yeah. he was training. And yeah, you can see like a little droid thing up there too. Yeah, it's a training probe for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Training montage. Yeah, it's like from the shot that we saw in the previous trailer and briefly that we see later on of like Ray hugging Leia. It seems like Leia's training Ray there, which is pretty mm. cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I really I really hope that that's what it is, but I agree that's that's definitely what it looks like. Yeah. I I like this whole like montage of Ray training and then like it jumping to her literally scaling it looks like the interior of a ship again. Mm -hmm. yeah that was like a pretty cool kind of callback to kind of like her journey at that point yeah yeah it totally reminded me of um when she was like scavenging for parts 
Yeah. And this whole time we have Finn talking about the force, which is pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. He I feel like he's uh he's one of those people who like sort of believes in it but can't really tap into it super like well or like maybe even at all. I that's something about the this trilogy that I like a lot is like there's a lot of people who seem to like just believe in it in like sort of the mystical way that it was presented in the original trilogy, which is like really nice to like have that sort of like mysticism and stuff back and to have like bring back some like that almost like fantasy element into the sci-fi of Star Wars, which I like. Yeah, it almost leans back into the whole like Jedi religion. I feel like well in Last Jedi, Luke even referred to it as religion again. Yeah. Yeah, I also I think there's something really nicely inclusive about that too, that that talking about the force isn't exclusive to the Jedi and the Sith. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've seen in in I think all of the recent Star Wars movies, because you have you know, you have Chirrut in Rogue One who who openly says that he's not a Jedi, but he's a believer in the force, same with mm-hmm. Maz. Mm-hmm. And now Finn, I think there's something really beautiful about that. That it isn't this it isn't this thing that like separates this this you know special mystical group that gets the force that that all the characters can have a relationship to the force i think it's yeah it's just it's inclusive in a way that makes me feel good <laughs> definitely and it's like that kind of leans into something that i've heard a lot of star wars podcasters talk about and it's kind of like reflected a lot in the animation where it's like everybody can be an instrument of the cosmic force like owl is as the force wills it shit and it's kind of cool because we've kind of kept getting validation of that with like Finn does something and it works out. Han does something and it works out. Rose does something and it works out. And it's kind of like all happening the way that like the force kind of sets things up to be and uses people as kind of like a tool for like the whole like fate and destiny and all this stuff. And I'm just like, this is interesting. And it's cool to see characters like speaking about it and stuff. Cause I feel like Finn came off for a bit like, uh, hesitant on the force kind of doubtful the way that han was at the beginning of the original saga and then now this is him like speaking out loud saying like this is the force this is what it is i get it now right like the whole vibe of the trailer is just like so if like him saying that i feel like sparks off like the rest of it and like Mm -hmm. how how like everyone is like united and it like we're getting like so many cool battles like the battle scene that they're setting up in the trailer looks so so massive it's like lord of the rings yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> like huge huge and like i'm i'm so excited that, like, like epic scale of it yeah and like for for the i'll just go straight into that like the whole scale of it was just exciting to see like that shot of all these rebel this massive rebel fleet and then um my money is of course on the ship behind the falcon being the ghost from rebels and then the colossus from resistance looks like it's back there too and i'm just like here are all these iconic ships that we've seen across like the not just like the saga like the corvettes shot that we got as well later on in the trailer and everything where i'm just like oh my gosh they're really bringing everything together and they found a way to do that even with ships someone got (laughs) a screenshot where it's like like a frame of it you can you can see the ghost like mm-hmm. to like to the side and yeah it, like, it's it is crazy that like jj is like and like 
I guess it's probably also because it's like Disney, but like they're tying everything together so well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like, I think that's one of the reasons that like this trilogy is getting separated so much from the other two is that like, this is the way that fans have always wanted the next trilogy to be like how the prequel trilogy was this is what people wanted initially and like to see everything connecting Mm -hmm. i i do think it would have been i do think that they were smart to like sort of remove like the expanded universe but then still take elements from it Mm -hmm. so that way like people still feel like you spent all this time reading these books and like all these other things and like you still feel like that wasn't wasted time because some of the strong story beats from that are getting brought in to like canon, which is honestly amazing. Thing. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we see stuff like Thrawn was a literal character that was brought from the EU back. And like, I feel like the whole Ray and Kylo though, very, though it's been obviously iterated and changed. It's like, that's very much a beat of like Jason and Jaina from the old EU and stuff, the way that that bond worked and everything. And it's just fascinating how they continue to just, iterate and we're getting this still completely original story that's like tying together so many elements across like the saga and like we have old characters coming back like that shot of lando looking like he's telling stories to like the entire rebel fleet i'm just like this is wholesome (laughs) i think i gasped when i saw that i was like yeah and just joy yeah the way that image conveyed this idea of like it's like the whole team is like huddling together in that moment with, I think it was, you know, like Lando and Poe at the center was just mm-hmm. really, really emotional thing to see this idea of, all right, we, we all have to sort of team up this time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that idea that, that we were just talking about, about, um, this trilogy, trilogy doing a good job of, I think, offering us things that we've that we've always really wanted from Star Wars. That moment is just so beautiful to me. Just seeing that shot of the hangar and everybody sort of, all right, you know, we have to get down to business. It was just so cool. Yeah, and like things that I've wanted out of like the saga as a whole that this whole actual sequel trilogy has given me was particularly like people of color a little bit closer to the center of the story. And like, you know, the fact that they're listening to Lando and Poe, two men of color, is pretty impressive. And then the next shot, you have Rose, like front and center, looking like she's got something she's got to deal with and stuff. And to me, that's like super satisfying because I'm like, as a person of color, I'm like, oh shit, they see me. And like, the fact that there are important roles for these people is just... That's like one of the things that I have always wanted that's finally there. And it's like, and then just to see them do that with excellent storytelling. It's like, this is more than I could have asked for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm looking at the trailer again here and there's some pretty sick shots of like Poe and Finn and Chewie. And then we get into like these really kind of like scene setting. I feel like images of like, what looks like a piece of the Death Star in the ocean where obviously Ray and yeah. Kylo are gonna duke it out. Um, wet Kylo is a whole mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's some emo ass shit. <laughs> like a cat when they get wet or something. Cause like his hair is normally like, it looks so voluminous and so good. And then it's just so sad seeing hit him wet. And it's just like, 
He's even got it's the like, scowl and everything. Down. Yeah. <laughs> These are rough. Sad cat emo He's boy. Very um, I like the, uh, I, I think, um, them discussing, like, her saying people say they know me and stuff. Um, I feel like that, like, has, like, the obvious meta, like, mm-hmm. thing, like, of people talking about race thing, but I, I'm more interested to see, like, what, what that means in the context of the movie, because that's mm-hmm. probably going to speak to, like, who she is. I def there's a lot of theories still pretty active, like, people, like, I'm not one of the people who I think who takes them saying that she like her parents were nobody as like at face value. And like, even if they did, I feel like maybe it could be a twist where it's like, there's the, there's the hand clone theory that everyone has where like she has the lightsaber and then someone got his hand and cloned him. And I guess made Ray, which I think is weird, but also we know cloning is like a regularly like, like a regular thing that happens in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm real. I'm, I'm hoping though. I wouldn't be upset if she, if they were just nobody and she just was someone's kid, like randomly. Mm-hmm. But I, I would like to maybe see some expansion, at least more of her backstory and stuff. Yeah, we're supposed to get some kind of closure at the very least when it comes to like her identity, and it's like in a literal sense and also in a like who is Ray, what is her purpose thing. And I have a lot of theories around like what what that will mean as far as like character development goes and like her place in the whole cosmic force bit, but that, that comes a little later. <laughs> but I, I love the visual shots that they're setting up here of like freaking what looks like some kind of like ice base and then like that throne. Like yeah. That that throne is like Night Sisters meets Iron Throne and Imperial shit that I'm down it's for. Super cool. <laughs> um, it's based on like some sort of like um, like, like concept art they did in the original trilogy. Yeah, I love I love that they're really reaching so far like into like Star Wars and stuff and like using so many things like to connect things. It's like really cool. Yeah, apparently at Lucasfilm, they don't throw anything away, which is clearly a good mood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Big thing I feel like that's worth talking about, too, is what the heck is going on with C-3PO? I actually, I read something earlier today. No spoilers. Yeah, it's like speculative spoilers. I don't want to go into it, but I read something that, like basically they, they're. I don't know that they're shutting him down so much as like maybe like resetting him or something like that. Right. Um, I hope so. Uh, that's our that's our yeah. golden boy. <laughs> yeah, there's something about yeah. when when Anthony when Anthony Daniels delivers that line, "My friends," and there's like that bit of a catch in his voice. Oh, that that really that really gets me. And there's yeah. the shot of uh, Ray and Finn watching him in this moment, and they're both clearly crying. It's it's yeah. overwhelmingly emotional, mm-hmm. right? I think that's where a lot of people broke. <laughs> that's that's the tears. Yeah, it, it literally goes from being like a mood setting trailer to like just emotions just dumping out everywhere like the music swells mm-hmm. you get the lines from luke and from leia and like it's literally you see like 
Lando in the cockpit with Chewie, like screaming, like having a good time. Like I just started crying. Yeah, so hard. definitely. I want to ask Chelsea as the droids person, yeah. how do you feel about the whole three PO bit? And then I want to ask you about our newer droid friend Dio. Okay. Uh, um, the C three PO part. I think I was thinking about it like the trailer, sort of at that moment. Um, more as like a a piece of cinematic trail like I wasn't thinking about it so much from like a Star Wars point of view but more of like a um just like a film style mm -hmm. point of view and I thought it was really interesting that that's like the only part I think uh in the in the trailer that has actual uh actual like non-voiceover huh um, scene yeah it's like a little scene um I thought I don't know I thought I did not know anything about the possible shutting him down thing so I was thinking that he was sort of concerned about them mm. um but I don't know yeah I hope they're not shutting him down I don't like that theory that's weird to me um he's so classic you know uh, and then Dio, I don't, I am the least experienced uh, in terms of backstory of the four of us. I will say that for sure. Uh, so I don't know anything really about Dio. I do think he's very cute mm -hmm. and I'm excited for more droids. Um, and he does sort of remind me of the Pixar lo <laughs> uh, logo, like I said <laughs> yeah. the other day. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see what he does. I hope that he, uh, you know, is able to save the day like BB-8 does a lot. And, uh, I also hope to see R2 in the, in the, uh, in the movie. Do we see him in the trailer at all? I don't remember. We, we do. He's in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's very I brief. I had forgotten that. Yeah. But that's really, that's like so touching to see. Uh, always to see C-3PO and R2 together. A hundred percent. They're just all precious. I love, I love the droids too. Yeah. To me, they're like robot puppies. Yeah, totally. They're definitely like, they're like heroes and pets and like awesome, helpful machines all in, all in one. Absolutely. See, this is why the sequel trilogy is so good because in Last Jedi, they finally make that literal when oh, yeah. Poe like <laughs> scratches BB-8's belly and yeah, like yeah. like rubs him like he would a dog. Yes. Like it's like finally you're acknowledging like the way we've always thought about yeah. the droids and why we find them so lovable. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so the next couple scenes is where I start getting into theory territory. To, to be truthful with you, because we get some exciting stuff, it seems like, surrounding the way that characters are interacting. Like, um, I'm going to jump to it between that throne room scene and, like, this, the, it looks like the destruction of Darth Vader's helmet bit is where I started really starting to kind of, like, twirl my invisible mustache, scratch my beard, thinking very deeply, because... I was looking closely at the shot, and not only are Rey and Kylo armed with their sabers, but Rey has a dagger in her hand. 
And I kept staring at it. And one of the theories that's been circulating around that I'm kind of on board with at this point is it being the dagger of Mortis. Yeah. That's what I've been seeing a lot of is anybody familiar with that? I I read like the thing about it from the Clone Wars and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's from it's is it from the the Clone Wars or Rebels? Sometimes they they melt together. Yeah, it's from Clone Wars because like basically like the simplest way to describe it is it's basically a a weapon used to kind of like control and manipulate physical entities of like uh the embodiment of the force and basically you can use it to either control or kill an immortal so if if palpatine is immortal what if the dagger is required to end palpatine could be i don't know how palpatine is immortal and like all this other stuff it just seems it's so weird to have him be such a big part of the the last movie i guess it makes sense but it's just, um, it's really crazy. There's the, there's the, there's a shot that everyone I feel like is debating over whether or not it's him in the chair facing Ray. Yeah. Like I feel like pretty clearly, pretty clearly him. Yeah. I feel that way too. Typically how he looks all the time anyways. He's the only one that wears, I feel like his hood over that far. It looks like the same texture too as like his cloak. And the whole time that I was intrigued by that as well as like Ray backing away from what appears to be Palpatine because like that just speaks a lot to like his power and the kind of threat that he's offering because she's kind of a brave character across the board like she kind of just charges head first into everything and for her to kind of be like an oh shit look on her face makes that moment feel like it's going to be that much more crucial Mm -hmm. yeah but it's it's wild there are some other people who are also saying that it could be the dark ray that we saw in the oh, last trailer. Yeah. And that's why she's oh. freaked out is because she's literally just seeing herself. Like, and that also could be a part of like the clone theory thing where it's like there yeah. are clones. It's more there's more than one ray, and there's one that's evil and there's one that's good. And that could maybe explain why. Like, mm. because then they would be like split into two where it's like she's very powerful on like the light side, and then like by that, like same thing like her dark half or dark clone or whatever would be very powerful on the other side balance i I don't know if they would do that that'd be pretty crazy yeah i I wonder the the other possibility with the dark ray thing is i wonder if it's sort of like what happens in the force awakens when she grabs the lightsaber and goes into that force vision that's sort of past present and future Mm -hmm. if if somehow that's something that begins to sort of happen spontaneously where where it's sort of more of almost this this psychedelic thing where she's faced with this moment where um where there are these visions that we she can't be sure if they're if they're real or not i feel like that would be an interesting thing that star wars has only done a couple times right there's luke in the cave mm-hmm. on, on dagobah is a version of that i guess mm-hmm. but but i feel like that would be you know um J.J. Abrams has talked about trying stuff out that that he hasn't seen in other movies and feeling like The Last Jedi sort of gave him permission to, to really mm-hmm. think outside the box. I wonder if that's maybe a possibility that there'll be this, this weird bending of reality. So Yoda, 
Yoda experienced something similar in the Lost Missions of Clone Wars, where basically what happens is, is on his journey to be able to achieve immortality in the sense of like becoming a force ghost he has to go through these series of trials and one of them is to face his um his shadow and he sees like a dark yoda the dark side version of himself basically and has to confront that as well as his fears with like seeing like former sith lords and stuff so i'm kind of wondering if ray has to confront her shadow to be able to achieve kind of like a next level of like power ability force wielding you know what i mean Right, yeah. Oh, maybe that's it. I I like the clone theory too. Mm. But and I'm very curious to see which one they're going to end up with, but like just like if we if we look to animation, it's interesting to see what's out there as far as like confronting like this whole like self and everything and like mm. uh Ahsoka's technically done that too with uh in an extent of her being basically possessed by like the dark side at one point during Clone Wars too. So like it's interesting to see what direction this might ultimately be. And like JJ's got like a treasure trove of like content to possibly draw from. Right. Yeah. But mm. yeah, I, I'm curious to see what that's going to be. I'm really excited. I, I, I try not to like cling to any particular theories, uh, no dealing in absolutes like a Sith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I think that the moment that meant the most to me, though, I think by the end of this trailer was the Luke and Leia sounding off. The Force oh will be God. with you always. Mm -hmm. The emotions. Oh, and then Ray's hopeful face. <laughs> yeah, that really, that really got us. I think that just the 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 sort of silent acting that she's doing in that last mm -hmm. shot, where there's just so much registering on her face and mm -hmm. so many really complicated moments just that yeah the last shot is of her like smiling in this really powerful way that i think mm -hmm. we were really uh emotionally yeah overwhelmed by <laughs> i wonder i wonder um because they're bringing back lando and stuff and like it seems like they're sort of using a lot of old things to tie into the end of it. And I wonder who else is going to pop up in it. That's like from the other movies or like other things and stuff like that. Um, I'm hoping for an Anakin Force ghost. Yeah, that's what oh, I was thinking Anakin too. Ghost, so bad. Yeah. Pretty cool to see that, honestly. I, um, and maybe that's, and I also think that could be what she's smiling at. Maybe seeing like Luke's like Force ghost or something like that with like Anakin. Really I feel like... I feel like that would be, and then like, you know, you know how we had that incredible moment in Attack of the Clones with all the lightsabers, like what if she's, because I'm thinking about one of the teasers where it's like a thousands generations live in you now, what if she's looking at like a whole host of force ghosts of Jedi? Oh, that'd be so sick. I think yeah. I'd just lose it. I would start crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What if Mace Windu comes back? I kind of want that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> didn't they say, hasn't someone, it's like Lucas or someone like that, said that he didn't die, even though he was thrown off a building? I mean, he could survive that. Yeah. I mean, I, if Palpatine can survive getting literally, like, disintegrated, it looks like. Yeah. In that movie. yeah. It's, it's, plus, we <laughs> saw Anakin falling out. through the sky on Coruscant, just landed on a speeder, and yeah. he was fine. You know, it's a, 
it's busy skyways around Coruscant. There's a good shot. He just lands on a speeder and, you know, goes into exile. <laughs> yeah. I rule nothing out at this point. I'm sorry, but, like, you brought Darth Maul back. He was literally cut in half. I rule yeah. nothing out at this point. <laughs> yeah. That was such a good choice for them to make, too. Darth Maul was so cool. Oh, 100%. Such an incredible, incredible character. And, like, everything they've added to his story over time has been just delicious. There's no other word for it. <laughs> Have they... Does his lightsaber, I don't remember, does his lightsaber get split in half in the fight, right? Yes. Well, Fates, yeah. I was thinking about this when I, like, uh, saw the um, the last trailer with Dark Ray and how she, like, has the dual thing and she flips it. And I was thinking, like, what if that is, like, both ends? Because the other end still worked mm-hmm. when they cut it in half and yeah. someone just, like, like put a thing on the end of each one of them and clip them so they, they could be like a little like thing and flip out so <laughs> just, just any and darth maul anything in the movies would just be great yeah i think one of my favorite like out of left field tinfoil hat theories that probably shouldn't be ruled out at this point was that she's related to darth maul oh my god <laughs> that'd be amazing that, that ray is like the like a uh, future generation of like the Maul family or something like that, and like wow. Maul and Kira are her parents or grandparents or something. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's wild. That's tinfoil shit right there. Her 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 hair hides her horns in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would be so shocked at that. I don't know what. <laughs> I would just be confused for the rest of my life if that was what happens. <laughs> I still want her to be a Kenobi so bad. That'd be cool. That would be really I, 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 I feel like there's been so many, there were so many things like in The Force Awakens, like they bring back like Ian McGregor's voice mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And like, there's all the comparisons of like her having the accent, her fighting very similar to him like with like sort of like the bigger swings and stuff like that and like I don't know I just I love Ian McGregor as and any reason any reason to have him involved again would be amazing yes please you and forever that's a good boy that's my favorite broken boy in Star Wars is Obi-Wan Kenobi (laughs) (laughs) he's a sad boy he's been through some stuff and like I don't know I mean the fact that he basically had his own forbidden romance with Satine. And there's one character that pops up at one point, and very briefly, it's almost like a side blink and you miss it kind of thing where there's a character that looks like it could be the child of Obi-Wan and his lover Satine. And I'm like, what if that's the generations that lead up to Rey? Like, what if that's their kid and then they had another kid and then now there's Rey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. I don't rule anything out at this point. Like, if The Last Jedi taught me anything, it's like, this is not going to go the way you think. <laughs> well, Last Jedi was an interesting, a lot of interesting choices were made. Yeah. I think overall, though, it was still really great. The The hyperspace through the fleet thing is still, like, I saw that in theaters, and that is, like, my, I think my, like, my number one, like, movie theater 
moment was seeing it go like monochromatic and her just like shh, it was silence so, so cool oh my god yeah so yeah. Laura Dern is awesome yeah I, mean, I think it was so cool that they cast her too because like everybody hopefully loves her from Jurassic Park mm-hmm. um and then you know we kind of like at least I was like a little tricked by her um I thought she was gonna like be betraying everyone for a second there and she like she saves the day really um and so like that was cool oh it was I think the second or third time we saw it in the theater you want to tell the story before like after like as we were walking in they like they were like, there's a moment in this movie that it's just going to be silent. Like, everything's fine. Don't <laughs> panic. And we were like, that would have been a terrible spoiler. Right? Like, yeah. And seen it already. Or just a distraction because you'd be wondering the whole yeah. time. You're like waiting like, for it. Yeah. 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 Luckily, that didn't happen the first time. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would ruined it. I, I just, I couldn't believe it. I think it was... Because that happens right after the Praetorian guard fight. Yep. Right? So, like... Also an incredible scene. Yeah, I think that's... I Honestly, I think that's the best five minutes in Star Wars right there. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm very... I feel like for some people this is controversial, but The Last Jedi is now my favorite Star Wars movie of the entire saga. Agreed. I think it's the best Star Wars movie. I adore it. <laughs> I like I watch it on a regular basis and cry. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I've definitely. I feel like I've liked it. The like I've liked it more as I've watched it more. Mm-hmm. I think I was one of the people who, when I saw it initially, I was very like, "Why did they have someone that wasn't J.J. Abrams do this movie?" Mm-hmm. I was very upset. But then I think as I watched it a couple more times, I was like, you know what? Like the Leia thing in particular was just like so extreme and like the first time I watched it I was just like that's so dumb I hate it I hate it so much but then as I I kept watching I was like you know what like they've never really given us a cap to what the force can do so like whatever who cares and like the rest of the movie that was the only part of the movie when I initially watched it where I was like "Mm, that's really weird yeah I was sorry oh no I was just gonna say that like but even then like it's still super cool and I like that it like um gives her like I think what they should have done maybe in the original trilogy but then again he didn't know or I guess he didn't like think that far ahead basically but like she should have definitely been able to use like something in the original trilogy but giving her such a leap of power though I think is a good way to like pay respect to like her dad is literally one of the most powerful force users of all time exactly I think that it would have been a terrible way to kill off that character if she just shot into space like so they had to figure out something but I mean I guess they could have just like not had her near that explosion but um yes they didn't want to like do the float through space thing but I'm glad that that was at least not where she ended yeah uh yeah, I also think it's such a beautiful way to reveal just how powerful Leia is to have the force power she uses be, all right, I need to survive because the resistance still needs me. Mm-hmm. And these these young people who are still figuring all of this out, you know, might need me as a mentor or might 
or might need me to sort of help them through, you know, obviously the, the, the scary stuff that Ray is sort of learning about just what it means to be a Jedi or, or, you know, all, all the characters, I think, um, respond so deeply to Leia. So the idea that Leia would finally use her force powers to survive in order to be there for them. is just, it's such a beautiful illustration of the force that isn't just, you know, I can, I can jump 30 feet in the air or, or I can make a lightsaber shoot into my hand, but there's, there's more sort of life affirming versions of what the force can do. Yeah. And I, I think I was one of those people who grew up knowing like of course that Leia had the force but we never got to see her do it beyond her like telecommunication twin bond with Luke and to finally see her just like be a badass and use the force like that my jaw just dropped and I was like my my freaking general doctor princess is pulling herself back to a fucking ship I (laughs) this is amazing this is like a dream come true so like I just I I adore her and just seeing her fully fledged in that way was awesome and I if I had one hope for the last film it would be kind of cool to see her reveal like one more force power that she has or like do one more like force act of some kind and like I don't care what the context is I mean I kind of want to see her doing something that like is an incredibly powerful force slap to her son because baby Ben needs to get his act together for Ben Demption to go into place. I'm a Ben Demption <laughs> person, by, by the way. I'm a believer in Ben Demption. Um, <laughs> what's the roll call on that? He committed so hard to being so evil at the end of the last movie, though. Yeah, but he made that sad puppy dog face on the ground after. <laughs> yeah. so you're saying you think that he's going to redeem himself? Oh, yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars is about redemption. Unless you're Maul. And even he had a mild redemption. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, he's so, I, I feel like it is interesting because like I do think that like it's it's something that I feel like that they've written to where like he could at any moment like redeem himself. But like I feel like each movie he's made the choice particularly like with the last one he just made the choice just not yeah and initially it was because of snoke i feel like but now like we'll see how this next movie plays out because like i feel like there's literally no reason now for him not to just be like i mean he can do whatever he wants now like he doesn't have anyone like i i'm interested i that's what i'm saying i i am very interested to see palpatine's role mm-hmm. and stuff like does does like does kylo know about him or like even like does he like does he know he's like alive and like other things like that? Like, because if he does, if he didn't know that he was alive, I would assume he would just like, why wouldn't he just be like, yeah, like whatever, like I am gonna stop being bad now. Like I don't know. I yeah, because if he's been conned by Palpatine this whole time and he finds out that he's been conned, then he'd probably be like, well, frick this, I'm going back to my mom. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Um, I wonder if she survives the movie. Oh gosh! Each 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 one of these movies has killed one of the main three. Oh and so my it, heart! I feel like it makes sense for the last one to kill off the last one. Although, it, like, uh. <laughs> I don't know. The and and they I feel like they all went out. Like the other two went out in ways that were like really really good. Mm-hmm. I think that um, 
I don't know, we'll see. I'm mm. definitely prepared to fully cry in this movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Okay. I cried probably three times during Last Jedi the first time we saw it, yeah. maybe more. Yeah. Yoda's speech had me sobbing. Yeah. Um, yeah. For some reason, when that 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 one part of the Millennium Falcon theme played when they were flying around inside the caves in the bump, 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 bump. When yeah. that kicked in, for some reason, I just started crying so hard. <laughs> I don't even know. It was just, there was something so magical about mm-hmm. that with, with, with Chewie flying the Falcon and Ray in the gunner seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just yeah. one of those things where like, wow, the movie, gave, the movie gave me something I just liked so much. <laughs> Couldn't that, contain like, it anymore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was a wreck from page, literally pages, scenes, and death forward. I brought like two, I, I went through like a pack and a half of like, like travel size tissues <laughs> watching the entire film. It's like, I'm sure, I'm sure that uh, Jacob was next to me like, did you even watch the movie? You were crying the whole time. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, and when Finn was going towards the battering ram, yeah. I was. Oh. Yeah. Falling like, oh, yeah, that was so scary. <sighs> yeah, what a even great. after when Rose crashes into him and stuff is like that whole scene too is just like oh my oh, god, yeah. it's like beat after beat, hit after hit. Here I am, more tears. <laughs> sure. <Yeah. sighs> so so good, so much Star Wars. I love it, and <laughs> there's there's just so much. Like if. I usually try not to ask this kind of stuff because I don't want to set expectations too high, but like, what's your like big wish for the end of the saga? Like what's something like that you want to get out of it? Y- y'all can go ahead on that. I, I, need a moment. <laughs> I can, I can tell you one of mine. Mine is like, I need to see, the completed, like, not just the completed end of the saga, like, the way that all the ends tied together, I think that's kind of a given, but I want to see the completion of a heroine's journey, like, Ray's journey, like, I want to see my yeah. dream come true, my, my woman Jedi achieve a hero status, and mm-hmm. that be, like, a part of the end point, and that recognition that comes with that. Like, I just think that that's necessary to complete my, com- my childhood dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so true. I think that um, I'm really, really happy that she's in, in these movies um, now seeing little kids dressed up as her. It's, like, mm-hmm. so beautiful. And, like, now especially Star Wars, like, really feels like it's for everyone in all senses of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really, really nice because I don't think that I really knew it was for me when I was little and I wish that I knew that. And I'm glad that little kids get to see people that look like them on the screen now and it's really exciting. Yeah. Um, but for a wish, I don't know. Ah, do you have an idea? I... Let's see. I don't, um, I'm not sure how sort of how tangibly like I, I don't have a picture in my mind of how I want this represented or or put on the screen. But I just adore 
the 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 trio of these movies, uh, Finn, Ray, and Poe. I, I love them so much, and even though I, I grew up with with the original movies, um, there's something that that I just connect to about these three characters. And I just really hope the that this movie ends by by really sort of emphasizing what makes these three characters so special and their relationships so, so special even that teaser to the teaser where where leia's in the cockpit of the millennium falcon with chewie in the front seat and then finn and poe just walk in and and sit and so they're all in the cockpit together just i don't know it's i think it's a once in a lifetime thing to get these three characters and these three actors they're just so good together mm -hmm. and their yeah. characters are all so wonderfully drawn and so addictive to, to watch and read about you know mm -hmm. i just hope you know i i think you know I, i'm sure that that jj and everyone involved understands this but but i hope they recognize just how wonderful these three characters are and that the movie really ends celebrating that as much as possible mm-hmm I love that. And we want lots of Snap Wexley. <laughs> and he's good Snap Wexley. Yeah. <laughs> I love Snap Wexley. <laughs> I mean, honestly, growing up, the only, you know, I've, I've always been a, a heavy, larger person. And, and growing up, it was, you know, Porkins was cool, but his name was kind of a fat joke, and it always bummed me out. Mm -hmm. and, and then in Force Awakens, you get this this big you know uh heavy round guy who's heroic and his name isn't a joke that's poking fun at his size or body type that uh that was that was um a pretty pretty emotional thing for me to see so i just mm -hmm. hope hope we get some good snap moments in uh yeah, I think, I feel like when I saw him, I was like, it's you! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wish! <laughs> um, such a cool character. Yeah. And what a cool name. Right? Um, I think that, uh, I hope that, um, I hope that the characters, the rebels that we love, uh, are are safe in the end and, like, alive. I don't know. I don't, I haven't really thought of, like, what I expect the end to be. Um, yeah, I really, I don't know. I want to see some like hugs with Chewie. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, I want to see Chewie hug Wedge, just like at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, there you oh go. my gosh, that would be so beautiful. Yeah. That's so, rumored that Wedge is coming back. So, I mean, yeah. if we get a Wedge Chewie hug, I would just be satisfied with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we need. Just like the last like hour of the movie is just everyone hugging Chewie. That'd be unbelievable. <laughs> just a hug montage for like an hour. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Oh god. I um I don't know. I would like I definitely agree that I would like to see the the three of them sort of find like not just happiness, but like I feel like peace and also like the galaxy at large like find like peace it's always been star wars mm -hmm. and there just needs to be peace now because it's been so long of you know the empire and the first order like being so oppressive and like the rebels and the resistance inspiring so much hope but like not gaining a ton of ground i mean even at the end of the original trilogy like they 
have done well for themselves, but then you come back to the newest trilogy and it's the resistance and they're not as big. And then like by the end of the last Jedi, it's a tiny, tiny force. And obviously they expand. There's a lot of people who believe in the resistance and stuff, but I would like to definitely just see like, it would nice just to be see like everyone happy and like have like that sort of like celebration moment at the end and stuff. And um, to maybe see like even, it's just like extra, but like to see like, maybe see them like a year later or like just like in the future, like at an unset time, like doing things that they want to do, like maybe Finn and like Rose or like somewhere on a farm together, just living their life with animals and stuff. And like seeing Ray hopefully like train people to be um, an interesting thing that I've been seeing is that like a lot of people are saying that it's called Rise of the Skywalker, not because of Ray being connected but because that would become the new, like instead of there being Jedi, instead of there being like this, like these knights and stuff, there's people who are just called Skywalkers, yeah. who are like essentially what the Jedi were, but like more adjusted to be like, it's not just absolutes and stuff like that. Like you can't, you can't have fear and like all these other things and like a more like a- uh, Balanced uh, force easier. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's not as, crazy important because it's like minutia and stuff for the end scene but like just seeing everyone like happy would be really nice i think mm-hmm. so too like it, w- it would scratch all my like fan art feels in a way where it's just like just the little simple things that indicate that like everything's okay we are no we are no longer star wars we are star peace like that kind of vibe <laughs> yeah absolutely it's true oh my gosh yeah. i hope i hope that uh Poe's new X-Wing makes it through because he's on his third one and I think I like this one the best. We got a cheap one. It's orange and gray. It's too beautiful. It needs to it needs to it needs to not get uh, blown up or crashed. Yeah, for the best pilot, he sure goes through a lot of X-Wings. Yeah, he has a, has a rough track record. For your base. No, specifically, I want to see, like, a million different colored droids. Like, all the different R2s and BBs, different colors. Mm-hmm. None of those dang evil ones. What's the? I don't remember. BB-90. Yeah. No. Get out of here. <laughs> Even as an evil voice, which I find pretty funny when you stop to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, the whole, like suddenly a dozen octaves low beeping kind of sound yeah. <laughs> the first order just understands that they're evil and program their droids yeah. to sound evil <laughs> uh, that would be cool though to see some different color droids yeah specific ask i saw it. there's like a bright blue uh r2 style droid that's like all just bright blue cool See that? Give us all the droids. I know. I feel like if anything, we need to get you to like the droid depot at uh, a galaxy's edge. I feel like you're just going to be in heaven. It's happening. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I love to hear that. Well, maybe, hey, if this episode goes over super hot with all the listeners, we might have to do a post Rise of Skywalker talk where we talk about everything because like we, we let out a lot of emotions. I feel like we tried to cover as yeah. much as possible, but there's there's so much. I mean, we could talk about Zori and Janna and all these new characters and there's just, there's so much that's packed in that like 
two and a half minute trailer where I'm just like, that was the best two and a half minutes of my month, you know? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Have they said how long the runtime of the movie is? Uh, yeah. Or sometimes I they do that a little bit. I haven't seen it anywhere. Uh, you know, it's funny. I bought tickets and didn't look to see. <laughs> the runtime? Yeah. I know it's supposed to be long. the longest one yet. Yeah. Good. Close to three hours. I yeah. Yeah. I, I need it. That makes sense. You need time for all the hugs. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get our hour of hugs. Fifty-five minutes. How long? hundred and fifty-five minutes long. Damn. That's Amazing. I'm so bad at math. One hundred and eighty minutes is three hours, so it's two hours and thirty-five minutes. Yeah. Sure. It's only a bit longer than Last Jedi. I yeah. thought it was gonna be like over three. You and was like, I better not drink anything like the whole day before. <laughs> like, like no fluids. <laughs> Skip the coke freestyle on the way in. <laughs> Just dehydrate. Cry <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing. Nothing's coming out. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I guess I have to drink a lot then. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be okay because you'll cry it out instead of going to the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how I cope. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear your reactions, of course, to the film itself. We'll all keep in touch and everything. This has been yeah. so much fun. You've you've fulfilled a very exciting thing that I've always wanted to do. Heck so yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you. This yeah, was, this was you. so much fun. So I'm glad part of it. Yeah, definitely. Where can everyone keep up with you and follow your bands? Sleepless wow. FM on Twitter and Instagram is the one that we couldn't get and it's one of those very typical things where it's someone who has the name but they have nothing on their profile. <laughs> we like literally like they have Sleepless FL on Instagram but like it's literally like the letter N is their bio and that's it and that's the whole thing. No. Was like amazing. So on Instagram it's we had to do underscore Sleepless FL underscore which pains me greatly <laughs> i get it uh what do we, we got what is our facebook it's pr perennial ct is facebook um and band camp is perennial the band uh instagram is too i think yes and then Twitter is perennial band without the the, so it's perennial band. But honestly, don't expect us to tweet a lot between now and December 19th, because I'm <laughs> terrified of spoilers. He's already I'm, off the internet. I'm kind of already in social media shutdown mode. Uh, so, but we'll see. Yeah. So if anything, if I start doing that, will Chelsea be the one to respond? I actually, Probably. well, I guess I, I'll have to check the Twitter now, too. Oh, that's true. I can, I can check our, our mentions and our messages and stuff. I'm just not scrolling through it. It's basically what I mean. Probably a safe call if you're trying to avoid spoilers. I don't know. I, uh, I've been screening with friends and stuff. It's like, do you even want to see this comic book panel? So like, far, the answer has been yes, but still, I'm just, like, careful for everybody. But yeah. uh, may, uh, may the spoilers not be with you. Thank you. <laughs> May the force be with you. <laughs> the force be with you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone.